Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Talk about great product lines. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Sunbury Motors has them all. Not only that, the best selection of pre-owned inventory in the area. All with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Great service department from the difficult to the routine. A fabulous sales staff that will take care of you. They look after your needs. You know, where are you financially? What can you fit into? What fits your family? What fits you personally? It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. On Friday, Clemson will play Ohio State. Once again, it will be the national semifinal for the second consecutive year. 42 years ago today, Danny Ford was the coach at Clemson. And Woody Hayes was the coach at Ohio State in the Gator Bowl 42 years ago today. It turned out to be the final game of Woody Hayes' illustrious career. Schleister looks at Donnelly. Throws it short. It's intercepted. Charlie Bowman, the middle guard, intercepted it. Schleister looked into the middle of the short man, and he threw it right in Bowman's hands. The first turnover by Ohio State. And we got a big fight going on. The officials buried in the middle. And that big fight started because it was Woody Hayes that threw a right into the neck of Charlie Bauman of Clemson. After the game, the athletic director at Ohio State went up to Woody and said, I think we have a problem here. And the problem was it ended up being the last game Woody Hayes ever coached. It was against Clemson 42 years ago today. Penn State beat Ohio State that year 19-0. I'll tell you more about that. In the next half hour, I was actually at that game in Columbus that day. But with that, we bring in the Bryson DeChambeau of this show, Nate Bauer, Blue White Illustrated. Nate, welcome. Happy New Year. I, I hate Bryson DeChambeau. Don't <laughs> do this to me. Yet he speaks highly of you. I'm Listen, he can say whatever he wants, and I'm... I'm because to know that because but. as you know any kind of praise on the message board is worth a billion dollars <laughs> I'll take it yeah I just you know I, I'm not I don't actively root against many people and or organizations like I mean you know this you, the fan gets knocked out of you in this business sure but uh, I just not a big fan in fact anti-fan rooting against Bryson DeChambeau not don't like him don't know him, but um, uh, it he does he doesn't make me want to watch the game. But we'll I, 
you know, he doesn't he doesn't impress me. That's that's my issue. Yeah. Is he, this whole this whole facade is is to impress, and it's it uh, it uh, engenders the opposite feeling yeah. for me. Just uh, come on, play so, play golf. Let's go. All right, so let's play, <laughs> let's play college sports here. Let's do that. Uh, I'll take college sports for one thousand, Alex. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's start with the transfer portal, which everybody knew was going to be important. You and I have noticed over the years in college basketball what it's meant. So this is no, literally this literally is no adjustment for guys like you and me that follow college basketball so closely. This is no adjustment. Sure. Uh, uh, Penn State, and again, I'm in the category still until they quote officially announce it by Penn State. I really can't talk about it for, for obvious reasons, but you can. Uh, they, sure. They've dipped into a couple uh, to get a couple here, and, and you and I know this is just the beginning what's what are some of the words that you've heard about some of the people that have decided to pick penn state in this regard yeah so um you know running back and a cornerback um and both guys have experience i mean to me that's that's the that's the thing right is it's not it you're not talking about um necessarily a situation where a kid spends his first year on campus doesn't like it and decides to leave. Now, the cornerback out of South Carolina played, uh, I think he has 24 games of experience, uh, maybe 20 games of experience between his true freshman year and this, uh, this current season. Um, and then the running back, uh, out of Texas, uh, well, Baylor, I guess it is, um, the, what, four, four year career, five year career and, and gets an extra year here. So, um, you know, th- these are guys who have experience and can bolster the situation. Andy Frank, um, who's Penn State's, I, I think the player of di- director of personnel. Player personnel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I always get confused by the titles, but uh, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago when Penn State had its signing day, uh, you, you know, basically he talked about what the portal can do, and in a lot of ways, it's not just filling. Uh, immediate needs that you have, right? Uh, which is uh, obviously Penn State, uh, needs some help on the defensive line and they're still looking there, but it can also bolster competition, uh, within certain position groups. And so, you know, at running back, there isn't an obvious need necessarily. Um, but you know, it, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to, uh, to, to have some experience there and bring somebody in like that. Uh, and then same thing in the quarterback's room, right? I mean, the corners, you got four guys who got a lot of experience this year and played more, uh, than maybe even they anticipated. Well, okay. You know, keep it going, right? Keep, keep that trajectory and keep the, the, the pedal down because I think that what you've seen in Penn State, specifically under James Franklin is he believes very, very strongly, uh, in obviously not just competition, um, you know, in the in the obvious ways, he believes it in terms of making sure that the starters stay sharp by having that uh, having that competition from from behind. So, well, which then brings up the next part. This was, uh, in a lot of ways, a very young team this year. Something else the transfer portal does, and this is something we talk about once again in basketball, which transitions to football. It keeps your program at least a slice of it older, yep. and, and I think that's something that is not talked about enough. Yeah, I, I mean, certainly for basketball, this this has been a, a point that has been kind of hammered home to me 
over the years is people from a general sense, right, get the idea. They see Kentucky and they see programs that bring in five true freshmen and have success uh, and and win a title that way or or make it far uh, in the NCAA tournament. That is overwhelmingly the exception, not the rule, right, that that you have true freshmen, second-year players uh, who are able to have that type of success. Can I point out something quickly about Kentucky, though? Have you noticed in the last couple of years what they've done? Nate Sestina, fifth-year player, transferred in from Bucknell to Kentucky. Olivier Saar, Wake Forest, transferred into Kentucky. Even John Calipari understands he needs to keep his team in some segments older. You just you have to have that. I mean, for a variety of reasons, it's it's like there's just no substitute for experience. And uh, you know, you saw that with football this year. You, you, you did. You saw you saw inexperience uh, play itself out in decisions and critical situations uh, that came to hurt Penn State because players who were forced by you know obviously no. Uh, no fault of their own, but were forced into bigger roles and into bigger uh, situations than they necessarily were prepared for. And, you know, it's, 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 look, it's like, <laughs> this is common sense stuff, but sometimes we get lost in it, uh, you know, when, when we're trying to evaluate these teams and talent. Like, talent can take you very, very far, but experience is, is what gets you over the top. All right, so now let's get to the transition from 2020 to 21 uh, for for Penn State football. Obviously, leadership's going to be important, and that depends on who's going to come back when this is all said and done. The next, uh, let's see, I want to say 18 plus, what, three? So the next, what, three weeks, all right? So less than that, the next 20 days. The next 20 days are really going to shape what you see. Shaka Tony is a fifth-year player, decides he's going to go to the draft. That makes total sense. Uh, we know Jason Oway's going. We know Pat Fryer going. So far, there have been no surprises in this whole thing uh, to this point. But the next 20 days will shape this team. What do you see? It's a great question. Um, still waiting on Dotson, right? I mean, that's to me, that's huge. That yep. that. He he is um, a guy that can can shape a lot. Uh, still waiting on three Castro Fields. Yep. Still waiting on Jaquan Brisker. Um, in terms of a, a yes or no, some of these some of these guys uh, who committed to playing in the you know they've accepted invitations uh, to the Senior Bowl uh, could could go either way, right? It, it's not uh, it's not necessarily binding. Um, and so, you know, so yeah, you're just, you're waiting on some of this stuff to sort out. And it, it seems to me, uh, I have no actual <laughs> insight into this, but it seems right. like Penn State has a plan, right? Like a rollout plan in terms of how they're addressing this. It seems kind of like it's been a trickle, a, a one a day kind of a deal, mm-hmm. uh, for these, for these guys to have their moment, um, and, and be able to make their announcements and their decisions. So, you know, I think that the decisions have been made. It's just a, it's just a matter of announcing them and and having them come out. But you're right. I mean, it is it's you know we don't know today. It, it's it listen. My business is uh, obviously forecasting, and and now that, now that we're in the off season, it's all about talking, right? Talk, talk, talk. Well, 
there's not a lot that you can talk about moving forward without knowing really what the the structure of this team is going to look like next year. Right, and it's all about the next twenty days. I mean, because yep. you have to you have to declare, I believe, for the NFL draft by the eighteenth, I believe. Yep. Uh, and that's 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 the date. If I always remember, it's like seven days after the national championship game. Uh, that way, all the Alabama kids can make up their mind. Uh, so yeah. it's just it's an <laughs> annual thing. Uh, look, once again, uh, the college football Final Four is once again four familiar teams. Uh, now, I realize monetarily you can't really get more money out of this thing until 2025. I got that part. Does college football need an expanded playoff to then change the dynamic of what we're watching at this time of the year? College football is ruining itself, Steve. And I don't know if you agree with that or not. I, I, I It always it dumbfounds me when I see pushback to four teams as though two was the better solution and it's not it's not about today it's about four years from now it's about 10 years from now and if you don't see a situation where clemson alabama and ohio state are making up uh 60 percent of the total of all the games that have ever been played in the college football playoff, right. those those three teams represent sixty percent of the of the total possible spots right. in those games. That's crazy. It's not good. And in a system where there is no draft, where there is no mechanism to enforce parity, to encourage parity, right. it, it is it's it's. It's self-defeating. It, it it just it perpetuates yeah. uh, upon itself, and so it, you know, I, yeah. Some people are into it, and they say, yeah, it's like, oh well, the 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 committee had a hard time deciding who three and four were because three and four weren't even qualified, right? You shouldn't even have those teams in. Well, if you don't see that as a problem for the future, then I don't know what to tell you. But but the health of the game uh, truly is in jeopardy right now. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, when when they wanted to go to the uh, playoff, I had from day one said eight, 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 eight. Uh, yep. But after going all these years with none, I was okay. Two's okay. I didn't really like two, but okay, two was at least a compromise. Then four was a compromise. I'll be honest with you. I think it's got to go ten, twelve. Uh, yep. And the reason it's got to go ten twelve, and I don't care if you open up ten twelve by doing it, you know, and starting a couple weeks earlier. I don't care, but I, I, you know, it's the only teams that are going to play really the extra games are going to be the ones that make the final, uh, yep. in the end. Uh, yep. So you're talking about out of one hundred and thirty. I mean, you're talking about a couple. I mean, it's because right now, you have Florida. Which has how many guys out of out of its bowl game? I mean, they just had a whole bunch leave this week because it's you know uh, um, versus like okay, Army's begging to go to a bowl game. Indiana was begging to go to the Cotton Bowl, like hungry teams, right? You can't label Florida a hungry team. Yep, they're all hungry about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it's. Uh, it, 
and they lost three, have, and they lost three times. You 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 cannot have now. Listen, this this year itself, this individual year is a throwaway. Oh, this is a throwaway year. There, there's no yeah. no doubt. This is the whole thing is. But it, but it but it it still goes back to look look at the trends and look at things are, at how things are going. Yeah. And to have to have four teams in in a playoff, right? In a sport of 130. Now you, you could say, and I'm fine with the notion that there's only 20 or so programs who are positioned to really even compete, right? But. Right. You just you can it, it is by far the lowest representation in any major sport, right? It, it's two percent. That's right. Two percent of the teams get into the playoffs right. in college football. So t- Every other sport, it's thirty. Twelve percent. Twelve. Twelve. Right. Yeah, twelve would be nine percent. Exactly. And so you're you're right. I mean, it, it, it's uh, clearly they, they have um, there there is this clinging to. A notion of what college football is surrounding amateurism, and I get it. Like that's that's how they're able to survive as a uh, for tax purposes. I mean, why, uh, why do you think the why do you think the expression "student athlete" is used? It, right, I mean, and 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 it's fine. Like I, I, I'm I'm fine with seeing plenty of of uh, successful academic stories in major college athletics. Absolutely. There's no problem with that. That's that's totally fine, and it should be encouraged, and it should be set up uh, to to encourage that. However, we're witnessing the the veil being pulled away on that, on the realities of that, sure. every single week. And this year, more than any other, that reality uh, was exposed by by the very fact that they continued to play when all of these protocols were set up yep. uh, to ensure. Like, I'm not debating uh, whether or not it was worth it to have protocols in place to keep people healthy, right, or to keep them sure. from getting infected. That's not that's not the issue. The mm-hmm. issue is if those protocols are in place, and if you're all willing to decide that that's what it takes. Uh, to be able to play, and then you have the results that you did, where so many people were getting infected, and so many teams were unable to feel the team on Saturdays, and you still kept playing. Okay, you know, like the the, the veil is gone. We yeah. we know what this is about. We know what they're doing, yeah. uh, and and it's time to just uh, grapple with that reality as it exists. Okay. Well, I'll leave you with one stat that uh, you can you can chew on, which you probably already know, but I'll just leave you with this stat. Uh, Penn State's made 82 free throws this year. Excuse me. Penn State has attempted 82 free throws this year. The opponents uh, made 100. We'll leave it at that. Thank you. Uh, okay. And Happy New Year to you and all of you, uh, your friends, family, and so forth, uh, your beautiful family. So Many thanks. I appreciate you having me on. Take care. They power Blue White Illustrated. Yes, that's a fact. The opponents this year have made 100 free throws against Penn State. Penn State has attempted 82. Now, Penn State's actually, their percentage, they've made 72% of their free throws. The opponents made 70. But the opponent has made 100. Penn State's attempted 82. What does that tell you about the disparity? Some of it is style of play. Not all of it. 
We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors on News Radio 1070 WKOK. been active for Penn State. Three guys have now transferred in. A defensive back, a running back, and now a defensive tackle. Now, obviously, the players have announced what they're doing. But, of course, I'm in a position where I have to wait for Penn State to make the official announcement on these guys only because of NCAA rules. Okay? That's the only thing that prevents me from just blurting it out to you. But I can tell you it's happening. All right, a lot going on. Active in the portal. That's the way it has to be. I mean, welcome to the 2020s. That's how it's going to have to be in college football. Recruiting, National Letter of Intent Day, early signing periods, and transfers. The holidays are a time of year to celebrate and reflect. Reflect on the past year, a year filled with challenges and uncertainty. Uncertainty that bred resilience and hope. Hope for healing, change, new beginnings, and unity. United as one people, one community, by one mission to safeguard and protect what matters most. From all of us at Purdy Insurance, we wish you health, happiness, and joy this holiday season and success in the new year. Mary's Bistro delivery business is bustling and ready to burst. Orders 34, 35, and 36 are up. Who's handling these? Hello, Mary's Bistro, now delivering. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Saying its vaccine plan and the administering of shots is falling behind, not progressing as it should. The president-elect says his administration will spare no effort to make sure every American gets vaccinated, and he has launched a 100-day challenge asking Americans to wear masks, calling it a patriotic duty. We need to steal our spines for what's ahead. We need to follow you more closely the recommendations to slow the spread of the virus. And each of us needs to do what we can to protect ourselves, our families, and our fellow Americans. The president-elect also says he will use Defense Production Act to boost the vaccine effort. CBS News Special Report, I'm Jennifer Kuyper. Happy holidays from Diversified Construction. Here's to hoping that you and your family figure out how to navigate the season safely. Will you see your loved ones in person, or will it be a series of Zoom meetings to get you through? Either way, the holidays are a good time to see how mom and dad and the grandparents are doing. Time flies, and nobody gets younger. Are they getting around as well as they used to? Can they continue living in their home? Did you know that most homes can be suitably modified for a one-time cost of $15,000 to $40,000, enabling folks to safely stay home for many more years. I'm Art Thomas, president of Diversified Construction. Bathroom modifications, outside ramps and vertical platform lifts, stair glides and door widenings are some of the construction services we provide. Our certified aging in place specialist can meet with your family to discuss viable economical projects to keep people living where they want to be. Don't wait for a crisis situation. Diversified Construction can help keep you safe at home. Visit our website, check out our Facebook page, and call us today for a free site visit and consultation. Diversified Construction, proud to be the consumer's choice. 
Hey, sis, I just finished helping dad with the leaves and winterizing. And when I think about mom on those stairs, I can tell the house worries them. My friend's parents just moved to Riverwood Senior Living in Lewisburg. They have a garden cottage, and they love it there. But what about COVID-19? Is it safe? Mm, I looked online, and Riverwoods has a really strong safety record, and residents who live there independently can come and go and enjoy visitors. Great. Let's call today. Riverwoods is welcoming new residents. Visit Riverwoods.org today to schedule a tour. Riverwoods is an equal opportunity housing provider. Ever walk into a bank and borrow money without paying interest? Me either. That's why I'm excited to announce 12-month 0% financing is back at Peters. Hi, it's Bart again. If your old appliance is giving you fits, come see us at Peters. We deliver and service what we sell. Always. No 800 numbers, no strangers to deal with, no hassle. Choose from GE, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, and more, including Speed Queen Home Laundry, the best built, best back washers and dryers on the market. Whatever your choice, buy it today and take a full year to pay, interest-free. If you don't know Peters, you should. Our family has been selling and servicing major appliances for 60 years. We are your local appliance experts. Come find out what makes us better. From washers to dryers, refrigerators, and ranges, we can help with your appliance needs. And if your appliance ever breaks, just give us a call. Easy, great deals, good service, free delivery, and 0% financing. What more could you ask for? Peter's Home Appliance Center, Market Street, Sunbury. Financing with approved credit through Synchrony Bank. See salesperson for full details. BJE Poultry, family owned and operated for 30 years, would like to wish its community a very merry holiday season and a peaceful, prosperous new year. Our biggest joy here at BJE Poultry is watching the valley thrive and prosper in good health and happiness. May the gift of family and friends bring you and yours bliss through 2021 and beyond. Happy holidays from all of your friends at BJE Poultry. Join News Radio 1070 WKOK Monday through Friday mornings from 8.30 till 10 for our live local telephone talk show, On the Mark. The reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. That, to me, is a plantation mentality. If you were familiar with the makeup of the individuals who were on the front lines, minorities make up a disproportionate amount. On the Mark, weekday mornings from 8.30 till 10, only on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Now that's great new product lines right there. Best. Great pre-owned inventory. They have the area's best selection of it. And not only that, but they have a fabulous service department that backs it all up. A little surge there from the Shemokin Dam Orchestra. And also a great uh, sales staff that works with you. I mean, your budget means everything to them. Why do they have so many repeat customers at Summary Motors? Because they've done such a great job the first time or first few times around. That's how you get repeat customers, because you just keep doing the job, and the customer appreciates it. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. So now a corner 
out of the SEC, a running back out of the Big 12, and a defensive tackle out of the ACC on the uh, transfer tracker. Can't get into names. I, I am in the position where I am not allowed to, but I can at least take it that far for you. Uh, once they, you know, the players have made the announcement, but it has to, you know, for me it has come from the university. I do not want to in any way, shape, or form, um, in any way, shape, or form, you're trying everything you can not to violate even the smallest of an NCAA rule. So that's why I, I get very cautious about this, if you don't mind. So I'm just, you know, it's part of what I do. All right. They're doing a great job of taking this roster. Now, I think that when you look at them, a defensive end has got to be somewhere in this mix. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't back away from a wide receiver either. But again, I say that without. Normally, I can sit here and I can really give you chapter and verse on on young players. Uh, you know, I can I can do it on some. I can tell you how I mean Vanover plays. I can tell you, you know, about how Smith Vilbert and so forth watch them practice. Joseph Darkwar, people like that. Um, even like Bryce Mustel, I can. But I, I've got a little bit of an issue this year with the ability to tell you a little bit about Malik Mega and Norvell Black. Because once you get shifted over to scout team, you're now wearing scout team numbers. And I can't quite get a full read on them. I know that each missed a little bit of time, especially Mega did. But, uh, you know, so they may feel comfortable with them moving forward. Uh, I just want to see a little bit more because I just haven't. I mean, I've watched a lot of tape, but sometimes you can't pick these guys out. Um, you know, where suddenly, you know, you're wearing 14 one week. You know, one's playing Brian Hightower. Uh, someone else, you know, or you're wearing 87, you're Barker, whatever, because you know, you're always changing up the numbers. Now, when they get to a bowl practice, things like that, and of course they didn't have bowl practice this year, they wear their numbers. In bowl practice, till it comes time to then shift over to what they're doing, and you know about I don't know about ten days to go, whatever they start doing stuff. Where, for example, like Memphis, they'd start wearing Memphis's numbers at that point. But when they're doing the developmental practices, they're wearing their numbers. You can really get a read on players then. So that's why I can't give you a full read on them yet. I want to talk about what we talked about with Nate Bauer. I'm going to get into it a little bit more with Mark Brennan tomorrow when Mark's on the show. The NFL, and we've discussed this a few times, has built-in parity, and this is where Pete Rozelle was so far ahead of the curve of everybody when he was the commissioner of the NFL decades ago. He talked about parity and the importance of it that you can't have the New York Giants and the Chicago Bears playing every year for the NFL championship. Because at that point, the league becomes stale. Now, there was a period of time in the 60s where the Packers won five out of seven with Vince Lombardi's teams. 
The Colts were good. The Cleveland Browns were good. And for a period of time in the NFL, and the Dallas Cowboys then started to get good, but for a period of time in the NFL, that was the ball game. Roselle made it in such a way where the draft was going to be the great equalizer. The worst team gets the draft first. The best team drafts last. So that over a period of time, it would change over. Then other elements were put into play. When they went to the 16-game schedule, then they started going to first-place schedules, last-place schedules, and so forth. So Jacksonville, for example, will get the first overall pick in this year's draft. I think all of us are confident they'll take Trevor Lawrence. And Jacksonville will also play the other three last-place teams in the AFC, and they'll play one last-place team in the NFC because you're going to play a designated division anyway. Well, that means that 25% of their schedule will be teams that finished in last place. That's how it works. That's why you see teams, Cleveland Browns aside, that seem to, in a couple of years, make the move up the ladder. Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals. There's a good example right there. They drafted Kyler Murray. They made the trade for Hopkins. Now, of course, they they kind of fouled up against the uh, 49ers last last Saturday. But that's an example. College football doesn't have that. This is what college football has. College football has the opposite system. You cannot force parity in college football. You can't. So what happens in this era of the playoff is that you're in the playoff. You're the team. And recruits, with all the publicity, are attracted to that. And thus the rich get richer. Alabama continues to have one great recruiting class after another. Clemson continues to have one great recruiting class after another. So is there a way to spread the wealth? Now, people that have known me for a long time, and I was mentioning earlier, I was talking about Ohio State earlier and the punch that Woody Hayes threw. Penn State beat Ohio State that year 19 nothing. My friend Rick Berry and I were at that game in 1978. Uh, Rod Gerald started at quarterback. Arch Sleister then took over in like the second series. Place went crazy. It was at, in Columbus. And Sleister then promptly threw five interceptions. I think two were by Pete Harris. One was uh, two of them were by Lance Mel. Matt Suey scored the only touchdown of the game, and Matt Barr kicked four field goals. Penn State won nineteen nothing. In fact, Ohio State never even came close to getting a touchdown in the game. And of course, it ended with that punch by Woody on Charlie Bauman. But how do you spread the wealth back then? I always had hoped for a playoff. But even going back into the 80s when I was doing talk shows, I would discuss an eight-team playoff. I always talked about eight. As time went, no playoff, I'd still talk about eight. No playoff, I'd talk about eight. Then finally, when the BCS came up, okay, well, at least you got two. 
I mean, everybody seems to do things in such a way, and we're living it out in the current reality right now, where you're supposed to be grateful, like, well, at least you got this. Instead of just doing it right the first time. And then when they said they're going to go to the college football playoff, again, I talked about eight. And we did that on the show because they brought that in while we started the show. The show is coming up on its ninth birthday in uh, about five weeks. And I talked again about eight. But again, you had to settle for four. We've had Jim Delaney on this show, I think three, I want to say Jim's been on the show three or four times. Jim's since retired, of course. But we had Jim on the show three, four times. You talk about one of the more powerful people, one of the more powerful people in intercollegiate athletics and in college football in the last 30 years. And we were always grateful he gave time for this show. And I remember one day talking to him about the college football playoff on this show. And I said, Jim, I know... I said, what it means for you to get to four, because I remember how hard you worked just to get two. And he started laughing. He says, okay, Steve, he says, you do know. I said, yeah. They've had to work hard just to do this. But there is an unintended consequence to all this. And any time that you do anything, you have to bring up, if you're sitting in a conference room and you are running a meeting, You always, as the leader in the room, have to look at everybody and say, okay, let's lay out on the table. I want everybody to think about what are the potential unintended consequences about what we're going to do here. That's one of the keys. Look, we'll all come back in a week, think about all the potential unintended consequences. Let's see if we can null them out. Well, it turns out with the college football playoff, there is an unintended consequence. The rich have been getting richer, and every year you're essentially ending up with the same neighborhood of teams. There's very little variety in it. There's really not a I mean, we're all going to be sitting there on New Year's Day, and first of all, it's New Year's Day, so that's a plus. You won't have the venue of the Rose Bowl, because that's going to be in Arlington. And, of course, then you have the Sugar Bowl. Yes, you have brand names. But where's the excitement in it? Alabama's playing Notre Dame. As we sit here on a, on a Tuesday, do any of you really think Notre Dame has a shot at winning this game? Clemson's playing Ohio State. I know, again, I didn't see the game last year because, again, I was on a plane coming back from the Cotton Bowl, so I did not get a chance to see it. And I never saw a tape of it. But Ohio State is not as good as they were last year. Do you really think, especially the way Clemson played against Notre Dame in the ACC championship game, how much of a shot do you think Ohio State has? And then we're going to get Clemson and Alabama again and blah, 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 blah. And the rich will get richer. It's not helping the game. 
why have the ratings dropped from the first one? It was great about the first one is Ohio State beat Alabama. A four beat a one. Woo, okay. But that doesn't happen anymore. Now, what I'm about to say might seem a little more radical. You're not going to get more money now. Now, eventually, you've got to get more money out of this. You have to. That may mean multiple networks doing it. But you need more money out of it. So how do you get more juice into the game? And how do you prevent opt-outs from, t- from players? I don't think people really cared too much, even though it reduced the juice level of the game. Because it wasn't heavy juice level when Buffalo played in its bowl game against Marshall. But Jared Patterson did not play. Okay. Now he was on the sideline, but he didn't play. You have three Florida players, two wide receivers and their tight end pits, that have opted out of the Cotton Bowl. No one has ever opted out of a college football playoff game. So how do you prevent opt-outs, and how do you prevent a disillusioned audience? You need to expand the playoff. And I don't mean eight. Let's get serious. Maybe go to 12. You give the top four teams a bye. You play four other games. Boom. Now you're down to eight. Play four games. Boom. Down you're down to two. You know. You know. And then go from there. But now with twelve, you spread the wealth. Now with twelve, your conference champions from your conference championship games get in five. Cincinnati, all this, all this griping about UCF for a couple of years, all this griping this year about Cincinnati, they're in. There's a place at the table for them. Now we're at six. Now you look at the conferences across the board, you can find six other teams. Florida would get in even with three losses. And I don't want to hear about d- the diminishment of the regular season. That's nonsense. You're going to have teams hitting November fighting to be in that mix. You're going to have them fighting to be in that mix. And now your Fiesta Bowl. Now your Cotton Bowl. Now your Peach Bowl. Now your Orange Bowl. Now your Sugar Bowl. Now your Rose Bowl. Now you've got juice. Your top players are staying. Your top players aren't opting out. Okay, and now you hit December, middle December, and on with games with stakes. And that draws the casual fan in every time. It's not perfect because I don't like the idea of of subjecting players on the college level to playing more games. But at the same time, 
College football has a problem, and this is the problem. It's become stale at this time of the year. Players are opting out, like the Florida players did this week, and everybody's saying, ah, great, Clemson and Alabama again, great, fabulous. You need to spread the wealth, and you need the entire country involved. That is why five conference champions get in from Power Five. Now the Pac-12 champion gets in. You may debate how whether you think the Pac-12 champion's worthy or not, but they get in. Now the West Coast is watching. Group of five school gets in. Maybe two of them. Maybe the Mountain West champion's in. Okay, this year at San Jose State, is there is there a seat at the table for San Jose State? Was that would there have been? I know they lost to Liberty, but would there have been a seat at the table for Coastal Carolina this year? Because now you've got these six other spots, you can do with it whatever you want. It gives you the flexibility, and you're going to get complaints from thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen that they didn't make it. But college football has to do something. And I, you know, again, I've never been crazy about college football adding more games. But again, with name, image, and likeness, I think it would also open the door for some of these college players in a college football playoff scenario to capitalize on name, image, and likeness. All right, we'll take a break. Maybe you have a different opinion, but I think they've got to do something because right now you look at the success of the NCAA tournament. 68 teams are in. The wealth is spread all over the country. Right now, the college football playoff, uh, wealth spread all over the country. Um, The furthest west any team is is South Bend, Indiana this year. That's the furthest west. Okay, we haven't even reached the Mississippi yet. Back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK brought to you by Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Our thanks once again to Nate Bauer of Blue White Illustrated and to Neil Kulong as we talk Penn State football and also discussed the Steelers. Tomorrow, Mark Brennan. More on Penn State football. So far, three transfers coming into Penn State. A corner, a defensive tackle, and a running back. 
Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory, fabulous section of pre-owned inventory, and a great service department to back it all up. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. 